almost forgot to do it. I almost launched right into the fucking intro. I know. I was about to be like, <laughs> fucking. Give, give me five. 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 Uh, three ain't enough, All man. Right. I need five. Oh, someone's got a pending post on the group. Hold on. I got to approve this real fast. Uh, that'd be me. Oh. Are you not able to post? Uh, just I'm going to pre-approve, Stephen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, pre-approval. we can go in and adjust that. There it is. Pre-approval, Stephen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of the internet wrestling community. My name is Curtis Spears, and I'm here today for episode 26 of the Smark Foundation podcast. This one's going to be a little different. We're not going to do the regular intro because I can't think of any more trios wrestlers. (laughs) But um, we're going to allow ourselves to kind of freelance a little bit. Shane, what did you call it? Oh, uh, we're going to shoot? We're going to shoot. We're going to have... Shoot from the hip uh, uh, day here yep. at the the Smark Foundation. And uh, the best way to do that, I think, is to just allow us to talk a little bit of, you know, whatever we want. I'm I'm going to shoot on some things. Shane's going to shoot on some things. We'll see if Steven wants to, if he gives enough of a shit to actually <laughs> shoot on people. But this is the Smark Foundation podcast. I'm Curtis Spears. That's Shane Campbell and Steven Jordan. How you boys doing today? Good, man. All right. All right. Well. Good, 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 good. So I'm going to go ahead and let Shane have the floor. Shane, when when I say I'm going to let you have the floor, what are you thinking that you want to say about anything going on in wrestling today? That's that's a that's a loaded it's a loaded question. Um I'd say it's definitely an exciting time to uh, be a predominantly WWE fan as of late. Very. Uh, with, with with the new regime and such. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, Raw and SmackDown, with a tear in my eye, I will say, has been very watchable. Um, I'm excited for that. That's yeah. great, because... For a long time, people have been poo-pooing it, but I think a lot of people were poo-pooing it saying Vince is out of touch and Triple H needs to take over and things like that. And now that he has, I hope it means a lot more people are going to come back. Right. And and the, the thing about it, you know, I, historically I've been known to, I guess, throw shade at AEW. And it really hasn't been at AEW as much as just like the fans that claim to be like exclusively AEW as they enjoy their, you know, WWE subscription anyway. Um, <laughs> but specifically with that, you know, I, you know, I've said it on the show before that Vince McMahon was the biggest heel that there was in AEW. Everything that's, was, that's true. you know, taking a shot at WWE. I mean, hell, even the uh, Jericho stable right now is a play on, you know, sports entertainers and da-da-da. So... It's going to be interesting going forward now that there's not those 
forbidden words and that they can say wrestlers and like so all those things that you know a, a lot of the characters and storylines and stuff that AEW has leaned on to be the, the anti WWE they're not gonna be able to do that anymore and so hopefully now they can just focus on all of the men's talent that they have and not just you know do those you know it's like you know like when people little, just little make tricks just, yeah you know when people just make too many like dick jokes and it just gets old that's that's AEW with with WWE <laughs> stuff too many too many dick jokes so now that we're past that you know focus on all of the freaking people that you have and you know be be a be a company that people still want to go to not just because they you know or out of spite, or you know, can't get that opportunity in WWE. Um, Here's a question. Um, <clears throat> so, what has made it particularly watchable for the new regime? I know that a lot of people have been making a lot of, um, they've been making a lot over all the people that are coming back now. Like Johnny Gargano uh, recently came back, um, Dexter Loomis, and, you know, other, other people like this. Um, Dakota Kai was one that really popped me. I love Dakota Kai. So um, what are they doing other than that? What has made it particularly watchable other than who's going to come back next? So, and, and, it, and it could just be kind of a, the honeymoon phase um, right now where maybe it's not as, you know, dreamy as it may actually be. But I, I think there's that perception from what I've noticed. It doesn't feel as hokey. As you know, okay, I mean, I know we're talking about pro wrestling, um, but it doesn't it doesn't feel as forced as far as you know. Obviously, they're still there for the sponsors and all of this, and but it, you know, there seems to be a little more emphasis on the competition, and that that's the difference. You know, b- before when you know you went when you would see like. AJ Styles versus whoever, then you're like, it's like, okay, well, how's this match going to disappoint? But then now it's like, okay, they gave this match, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. This is a legitimate wrestling match. And I, I think that's the biggest difference is there's more of an emphasis on the, the W as opposed to the E in WWE. Okay. So. Okay, cool. I think one of the things that annoyed me most about WWE was the uh, the propensity for 150 rematches. You know, like you'd, you'd have somebody face off at a pay-per-view and then the night after the pay-per-view and the week after that and the week after that and then again at the next pay-per-view and then the week after that. And then like that, that just got really old really quick. I think the last summer that I remember actually watching WWE semi-regularly was, and it was, it was two people that I absolutely love. I love Kevin Owens and I love AJ Styles, but I think it was summer 2017 and they just had uh match after match after match after match. And I was just like, okay, I, I get it. Like the, my, my roommate at the time was like looking over my shoulder and he, I remember specifically he goes, Oh, it's a uh, soccer mom hair versus shirt in the pool guy again. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is, like, the 16th time you've seen them. So, you know, like, 
that when when someone else is noticing how often someone who doesn't watch wrestling is noticing how often these two guys are facing off like that kind of annoyed me and i i haven't really watched wwe since but if you can build a good storyline with it and not like not just have the same two the same two dudes wrestling over and over and over again that's not a storyline you know that's not long term storytelling that's just two dudes wrestling again and again and again. But I think that Triple H, like being a Southern wrestling devotee, you know, like he was... So if anyone has the ability to craft storylines, I believe that he'll be able to. Right. Um, and I think NXT Black and Gold was fantastic. Unknown. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 There is... I, I, and I can understand the excitement for sure. And then, you know, speaking of Harley Race and, and, and Unknown, like, you know, for example, when, when, when Ciampa got that... Uh, title shot against Lashley and I don't know if you guys got a chance to see like the, the backstage little segment that Ciampa did where he you know basically gave it gave Harley Race you know the flowers and said you know how he trained him and big influence and then when he came out in like the Harley Race style robe and oh like, wow had the Harley Race like colored trunks and everything I was like dang is he really about to win the US title like that's it's, fucking awesome. It's been a while since you get that kind of angst with, with the WWE match where you're like, uh-oh, is this about to go down? Like, And that and that's been the the coolest thing about it. And, um, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll see where AEW goes with it. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, there, there was that interview with uh, Tony Khan where they're, they, I don't even remember the whole thing where they asked him about, people potentially jumping back over and he's like oh well this person's under contract for five more years so good luck and it's just like maybe you could be pointing out the fact that you have a superior product and that you treat people well blah 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 but you're going straight to oh well they're locked down for five years so they're not going anywhere so i i thought that was kind of weird hmm. yeah. it could yeah. be it, it, it sounds it sounds like he was getting defensive right away yeah and um i I don't want to, you know, think about, or I don't want to try and pretend like I know what's going on in the mind of a billionaire. If I did, I would have a billion dollars as well. And I don't, but <clears throat> yeah, I think it would be better. It, I've always said it would probably be better for AEW to focus more on being an alternative rather than saying, you know, look at WWE, you know, yeah. like the, we, we talked a lot about the watching Cody break the throne and all this nonsense. Like it's, you don't need to fucking do that. Like, come on, man. Like I get it. We, Oh, you've got a golden shovel instead. Or, you know, Ooh, golden, uh, was it a golden sledgehammer? He had like, yeah. that's a direct call to triple H fine. I get it. You're poking phone at your old, your old employers who he's gone back to now. So like, hopefully with Cody gone, Maybe some of that nonsense will go away. I don't pay attention to Chris Jericho, so I I, I don't really care about the the Jericho. Uh, what is it? Appreciation Society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it. It's it's a it's a whole thing that he's trying to do. Fine. Okay. But like, just like you said, focus on your own stuff, man. Clean your own house, like, because there's plenty of people in AEW right now who are sounding a lot like people did in WWE three years ago. Yeah. And, and so. maybe start, you know, putting 
the the world title on someone that wasn't a former WWE champion. I don't know. Throwing that out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push back against you there a little bit because everybody everybody's been in fucking WWE at some point, man. They had a they had a roster of 950 people for the last like five years. Uh, yeah, so I, I know, but you you know as well as I like the the people that have won the world title so far in AEW, they have been able to play off of the momentum of that person solely based on their WWE run. Except for Hangman Page, which was their biggest story for the first two years of the company. Yeah, and then everyone complained about how boring the and, title run And Kenny had. Omega. No one remembers that. And Kenny Omega. <laughs> no, no one remembers that. Okay. No one, no one remembers. Omega. No one remembers that whole like year and a half between Kenny Omega and, and and Hangman Page. Everyone complained about Hangman Page. His title run was boring. That's all I heard from the dirt sheets and internet wrestling community. Like they they yeah, butchered Omega. Or not there were Omega, a lot of people that complained Hangman. about Hangman Page. It's true. I don't get it. I don't know why. Like okay, we all love to see the we all love to see the the face chase the belt. And then once he gets the belt, everyone goes, oh, he's boring now. Yep. Like. That's always the way. It's, it's so lame. It's so, so lame. It's just like the whole, when, when Becky Lynch suddenly became the hottest thing in the world. Give Becky the belt. Give Becky the belt. Oh, Becky's got the belt. Oh, we don't want Becky to be the champ anymore. Yep. Yeah. Because if you're the champ, then you're not the anti-authoritarian anymore. Exactly. So you, you're, you're blessed at that point by the by the higher ups and then you're you're not the you're not the face of the fans anymore it's it's so lame it's so lame that we we as uh uh and it's not even we as the internet wrestling community it's a small portion of the internet wrestling community just ruins fucking everything for uh for everyone well it's it's the remember same. fun yeah it's the same people that you know will pick apart star wars movies and you know Whatever happened, you know, what have be, you know. It's it's so much better when people can watch things, can watch things and be happy, or if they cannot watch those things, don't. You know? Like if you if you're I've I've said this since the beginning of this show. If you're not having fun watching it, don't fucking watch it. And like, why would you ever waste time fucking hate watching something? Exactly. So lame. Like I know specifically that I'm not going to enjoy this show. I'm going to watch it and tell people how much I fucking hate it. Like, cool. Yeah. I, does that get you cred? Fuck off. You guys want to hear what I want to rant about? Mm-hmm. Go for it. I don't know how Shane's going to feel about this. But a new day's on the horizon, my boys. There's a new best in the world. I'm going to say his name for you. And some people are going to shake their heads. Some people are going to agree. Some people are going to be a little bit disgusted. But the best wrestler in the world right now is Will Ospreay. And we just need to fucking accept it. Kenny Omega's time has passed. Everyone can talk Danielson. His time has passed. Will Ospreay is the best professional wrestler on this planet Earth. 
Dread it. Run from it. The truth still finds you. How do you yeah. feel, Shane? How do you feel, Shane? <laughs> How do you feel, Shane? I'm taking it all in for a second. Um, processing it. I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't agree either. Why is that? So remember a while back when, uh, I don't remember, several episodes ago, where we were talking about um, that random like six-man tag with uh, Bullet Club and uh, old Bullet Club. And we were talking about how it just kind of felt like like Jay and and um, and others just seem to wrestle a little bit different over in the States, whether it be just yeah. time or, or what have you. I, I think that Will Ospreay kind of is in that same boat. And it and it's very fresh in my mind because I just watched the main event of AEW last night that featured Will Ospreay. And maybe if he signs full time or semi full time with AEW or ROH or whatever. He's locked up for New Japan. He's locked up. <laughs> we just had a Tony Khan moment. No, I just I just went straight Tony Khan just then. <laughs> no, he's locked up in New Japan. And, and, you know, as I was watching that match, I was like, yeah, he's he's the truth. And I've never had a problem with Will Ospreay. And obviously this, I mean, the the next round of the the, the trios title with um, w- when they're facing the elite, that probably should be like a match of the year candidate. It probably will be. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been critical of Ospreay in the past just with his, his, his flippies. He has toned that down once he became a heavyweight. Um, I don't see the psychology there, if we're going to be honest. That would be my one knock on him. Well, have you watched the the Okada match that he had recently for the G1 final? Nope. Nope. Okay. So, Because I, I, I don't have 52 minutes to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> It was like 33 minutes long. It was a long one, but it was it was very, very good. It was basically the, the entire story, and this could be a little bit hokey, but you being a WWE fan, you're used to that. It's, 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 uh, Will has, the only time he's ever beaten Okada in a one-on-one match, and they've had, I think this was their seventh match. Uh, the only time he's ever beaten Okada was... Uh, two years ago in the G1, he cheated to beat Okada. Uh, okay. He had a he had a returning young lion come back and attack Okada from behind, and that's when he started his own uh, he started his own group and things like that. So like that was his his heel turn. He at at this point, Okada's like, dude, I know you can't beat me. Don't even worry about it. It's a thing. And Will is so frustrated with the fact that he can't beat Okada. That he goes back and he tries to hit like the phenomenal forearm. He hits him with the Styles Clash. He, he's he's hitting these he, these moves that he knows has beaten Okada before. He tries. He he wasn't able to connect with the One Wing Angel, so they still protected it there. So that's psychology. He uh, hit him with the phenomenal forearm and the Styles Clash and couldn't beat him. He hit him with a fi- high fly flow from Hiroshi Tanahashi, which he knows has beat him in the past. He's trying everything, but he's failing at it because he's not as good as these other people at doing their moves. 
he he can't put Okada down with his own finisher and he freaks out because he can't put Okada down with other people's finishers either. And it was I when they when he first started doing it, at first I went like oh, that's kind of lame. And then I stopped and I thought about it and I was like, "No, that's that's fucking great." He's never been able to put Okada down with his with his Oz cutter, which is a, a move that doesn't put anybody down except for like D level, like pin eaters in these factions. He, uh, he can't put Okada put down, down with just, night. what's that? It put down Pac last night. The Oz cutter did. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, why did it have to be Pac? Why couldn't it be someone like Fenix? Anyway. Um, I like Pac too much. He's he's great. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't really put anyone down in in big event spots in uh, in New Japan anymore. He hasn't been able to find an opening to hit the, his mega move, the Stormbreaker. So, uh, so he's trying to hit Okada with these uh, with his uh, Hidden Blade Elbow Strike, which is a fantastic finisher, but. He's not able to be, you know, Okada's finding ways out of it, blocking it, you know, dodging it, that sort of thing. So he starts freaking out and hitting Okada with moves that he knows can pin him. And that doesn't work because they're not his moves. So someday soon there's going to be a match where he hits Okada clean and pins him. And the fans are going to freak out because hopefully by then there'll be fucking fans in the goddamn building. And it's going to be Will Ospreay. His his final ascension to headliner is going to be there. It's going to get six and a half from Uncle Dave. The match that he's going to have with fucking Kenny Omega is going to get fucking seven and a half or eight for fuck's sake. And um, yeah, I I, I just the, he's already got more five star matches than uh, from Stinky Uncle Dave than Kenny does. That's not including his semifinal match with Naito or his finals match G one finals match with Okada. Um, for all the, you know, for all the bullshit we give Uncle Dave, like, the dude's opinion counts to a lot of people. So, yeah, it's a thing. And the the person that has the most five-star matches from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is Mitsuharu Misawa, who has 25. Kenny, or Kenny has 19. Will currently has 20. We're waiting to see what the semifinal and final matches rate as, which will be five or more, I bet you. So Will's going to meet and meet and pass that five-star record count before he's 30. I mean, that's got to say something, you know? So when you look at how Will has, people have called him, you know, Flippy Magoo and shit like that. So he changed his style to be a little bit more of a heavyweight style. People said that his fucking, his attitude sucks. So he worked on his attitude. He's he's now carried the torch for two different companies in, in RevPro, where he got his start, and New Japan. He's also going to be a big thing in AEW, it seems. And they wouldn't keep they wouldn't keep hiring and bringing him back if he wasn't you know if he was an asshole. I, I I'm sure they wouldn't keep putting belts on him if he was still a cocky kid. Uh, and people have said that his interviews weren't any good and he's worked on that and then they've been a lot better i still won't say that they're great but they're better than fucking kenny's were so 
I think it's just time everybody buys stocks in Will Ospreay. I'm sorry. Like, he's the fucking best in the world right now. And, you know, it may not be for much longer because the dude doesn't take, dude doesn't take a night off. Ever. I've seen Will Ospreay wrestle I don't know how many times, including live multiple times. And I've never seen the dude take a night off. I've never seen him come out and wrestle in his fucking t-shirt. I've never seen him come out and like, you know, hang out on the fucking apron during a tag match, go in, hit one clothesline and tag back out. And that's him for the night. He goes out every single night and tries to do his fucking best for everyone. And whether you like him or not, he's going out there and doing his best to entertain you. So it's a thing. Shane, you got something to say? You're looking like, yeah. So one, I, a couple of things. So, how is it that when you use the example with Owens and AJ, that that match after match wore you out, but Okada and Osprey was able to keep you? What what would because be... it's not it, it's it's they they haven't had seven matches over a summer, they've had seven matches over four years. Okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a big difference. Like when you, when you space them out, like the, uh, the first time, the first time they had a match was in like rev pro in like 2016. The second time they had a match was at the anniversary show in like 2017. Like it's, it's been years of, of their spaced out matches. It hasn't been every week, you know, f- for an entire summer. That's that's I, my that's my whole thing. That that's fair. And I guess the the last thing I was going to say with like I said I don't have a problem with Osprey, but I just think he's kind of a tweener. And if you're a He's tweener, definitely a tweener right now. I don't know if yeah. you can be And maybe so when you have a move set like Osprey, I I don't know, maybe I'm just old school, but when you don't have the ring psychology to really have the crowd invest in you as a person as opposed to just waiting for you to do your next thing then that that's kind of what i meant with the psychology like and i granted i i haven't seen a ton of his matches and it's a different crowd that he's over there predominantly in but like you know the traditional sense of okay if you're gonna be a heel you're gonna do all this dirty stuff to you know have the the crowd hate you if you're gonna be the face you're you're gonna you know want to get that sympathy from the crowd i don't see him excelling in either one of those he's probably top three athletic person on the planet but that doesn't always translate to wrestling because you can be really athletic and really good but i mean i mean if you follow, like, if you hit someone with the, like, last night, like, so he hits, I think it was packed with the low blow, but then if you follow up with the low blow with a 950 splash, whatever heat you just got from the low blow, you just, you know, the crowd's gonna, you know, go crazy for that move, so you you know what I mean? here With his moveset, he's always going well, to be in between. Well, let me, let me, let me talk to you on that. Because at this point in his in his career, he is transitioning back to a face right now. 
the the entire unit of the undisputed uh, the undisputed the <laughs> United Empire is transferring back to a face faction. So, yes, he is still technically a tweener right now, but like watch the G one final with Okada. He was like the Japanese fans were cheering for him over Okada the entire time because they know that he's tried so hard to beat Okada for so long. And they know that the only, the only way that he was able to beat them to beat Okada was with a low blow and, and, and some interference and stuff like that. Now they see that he's trying harder and harder and harder to achieve that goal, to ascend that mountain. And, and they respect him for that. So they're cheering for him. They've, they have, uh, invested in him and his goal of bettering his his teacher the man who took him under his wing his his big brother for all intents and purposes right but except over over in the states though it's the exact opposite because well he's still he's he's still he's still technically a heel at the moment so that's what i'm saying like they're leaning into that in AEW at least um you know because they they were not the 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 face team initially you know last night with death triangle and they sure as hell aren't going to be against the elite in the next round and so mm, yeah maybe probably not with uh with kenny yeah there because people want to cheer kenny yep. i think the thing is like i'm i look at it always as more of a like a sports presentation than anything like could that's why like numbers mean more to me like oh he's six matches uh and he's he, he's only won one you know and he's trying you know like that sort of thing right. like i don't really give a shit about face or heels like there are people that i want to see win whether they're face or heels right so and, and and i and i get it like i said i know it's kind of an, an old school way to look at it but it's just like for me personally that has to factor into if I give someone that consideration as best overall, it has to be a combination of in-ring ability and the ability to have the crowd in the palm of your hands. And I don't know if he's able to do that unless he is airborne. Well, but that's part of, that's part of his, that's part of who he is as a, as a wrestler is being airborne. So, I mean, like, you, you can't say that, like, um, oh, Undertaker only has people in the palm of his hands because of, you know, his, his creepy music and his hat and his and his makeup and, and stuff like that. Like, okay, we'll take that away. And the people aren't, they people weren't invested in me, Mark. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to have the mystique or something to get people to to be drawn to you. For him, it's his athleticism. That doesn't mean he's that doesn't mean he's a bad pro wrestler. It's just that's how he wins crowds over is to show them all the cool things that he can do. Yeah, I, I just think you can you can still you can still pull out that sympathy and that emotion from crowds and still have that ability. Prime example, Ricochet. Ricochet does a very good job of getting the hell beat out of him and making people feel sorry for him. And it's still not when he's a face, yeah. Yeah, and it still doesn't sacrifice his move set. Yeah, I'm not saying sacrifice his move set. I'm saying, yeah, like you're you're saying that he should go face. No, I'm just and I, and, and and be a sympathetic baby face. I just no, I don't think he could be. That's what I'm saying. Well, watch the G1 final match. 
Watch the G1 final match with Okada. That's Will's being a great sympathetic baby face. And you'll hear that crowd cheering him on, begging him to get back into the match. You'll hear it. It's a different crowd. I need, I it's need... it's still a wrestling crowd. It's a crowd that he performs in front of who has seen his story, who are invested in him. Yeah. So so having him having him on AEW, you know, like the what twice or three times he's been on there versus, you know, where he is all the time and and people who know his story, who can get behind his story, that's that's probably the better place to get your uh, to get your opinion of what he can do right now. Okay. Okay. But he's the best in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just, show you. You'll I, see. I was just like. I'm telling you. Man. Did, buy stocks. Did, what, did, buy stocks and Osprey. Did, 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 did Jay White move to Mars? Like what? <laughs> Jay White's great. Jay White's great. He really is. He really is. He's the best heel. He's the best heel right now. It's true. Will Ospreay's the best all-arounder. Okay. <sighs> mm-hmm. Floor's all yours, Steve. <laughs> Floor's all yours, Steve. <laughs> I gotta say, I've I've been silent for about twenty-five minutes. <laughs> Listen to these two titans go at it. Um, yeah, you were listening to the podcast, weren't you, Steve? <laughs> that was that was, that was way. <laughs> I will say that personally, I don't have or don't think there is a best wrestler in the world right now, personally. However, I can, with Curtis's um, pitch for uh, Mr. Osprey, um, certainly got me intrigued and would probably get me a bit more invested in watching a bit more of his stuff. Um, I also agree a lot with Shane, um, is that, you know, from... uh, from seeing Osprey from years ago sort of thing with all his flippy whippy sort of stuff. Some of it was fantastic, but I do, I don't particularly like that style of wrestling very much because it, I'm, we all know that wrestling is, you don't want to say fake, but when it does look, when it's too flippy whippy, I think it looks a little bit too. It's hard for you to suspend your disbelief at that point. Exactly. Okay. Um, you know, um, uh, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I think yeah, you might be onto something there, Mister Mister Spears. I'm, I'm I'm definitely onto something. I'm definitely onto something. Shane, who yeah. do you who do you think's the best the best wrestler going today? Well, if we're if we're going to go off of the same criteria that I just rambled on about. It's gonna have to be Roman Reigns. Oh, <laughs> I can see well, Curtis's face there. Like, I can say I'm not gonna agree or disagree with that one on myself. Um, yeah, I mean, not not to turn it into a whole another episode, but I mean, if we're going off of someone that has been able to control the crowd for like the past two, three years now, and given his ability, has the the perfect move set for his ability, like, Mm -hmm. obviously, on on the mic, he's he's superior, 
than 90% of the people out there right now. Like, that that's who I would why make the case need, for. Why does he need Heyman if he's so good on the mic then? Because it's awesome. It is awesome. Because Heyman's like the admit, last like, yeah, yeah. manager on the planet right now. Like, yeah, that is true. Hopefully that starts making a comeback now that Triple H is back. Wrestler mm-hmm. can come back, so fucking managers can come back too. Yeah. I... I appreciate Roman. I think he's a. I think he's a fine wrestler. I think he does very entertaining things. But you remember how I said Will never takes a match off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen plenty of Roman matches where he's just like, "Okay, sure, I'm here too." Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> As, as, on that as, bombshell. as a self as a, as a self-admitted Kevin Nash fan, do not go there. Hey. <laughs> I never said Kevin Nash was the best wrestler on the planet. I'm talking about as far as taking matches off. I never said he didn't. <laughs> he, he, took, he took a lot of matches off. But they were all greatness. Um, so this is another debate we can have for another time, obviously. But yeah, like that's kind of where my head's at. Like after watching the G1 this year, I just said, oh, fuck it. It's Will's time now. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I, I look forward to seeing more of them, you know. So it's, yeah, me too. Like, like I said, it was, it was a hell of a match last night. I wish that would have been the finals, but, you know. Got to save it up. Got to. Gotta let Will and Kenny have have a little bit more time to build to a match, yep. and when that does, trust me now when I say, when that happens, Will versus Kenny, and it will, it's coming. It'll be higher rated than Kenny and Okada, like some some, you know, some way it's gonna be seven and a half, eight fucking stars. I I promise you. Do Do yeah. you worry though, like with social media and and everything else and the star rating? I worry that the star chasing is going to really hurt someone one of these days. Like, well, it's, like it's I said, one, I... It, it's one thing to like want to top your your peers and top yourself and 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 get better each time. But when you're mm-hmm. chasing these stars, and if the mindset is the only way we could top this is to do the more like risky stuff as opposed to just a good solid storytelling. I worry that it's just, yeah. But there, that's the thing is like, if you go back and watch Okada and, and Kenny, they're not really doing anything too risky. They're not, they're not jumping off of anything high. They're not, they're not doing nine, nine fifty, you know, frog splashing shit. Like they're, I mean, that could, it could be risky for someone else, but I don't particularly see that being risky for like, Kenny and or Kenny and Will specifically maybe not, not maybe not necessarily them but I just think overall oh there's if, is there going to be some wrestler who's looking to get attention and fucking does something stupid uh, yes that's what, that's what I'm saying <laughs> yes like, yes that, it will. That, that constant you know how do I get viral how do I you know get on the map I gotta you know do but this this I, and this to I don't think stars. it I don't think that that's just been since the dawn of Twitter I think that's been going for fucking ever. I think there's always been wrestlers who have said, I've got to do something to get attention. I'm going to do something fucking stupid. And then they do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Except during the golden, the golden era, that really wasn't necessary. 
You could just do it through your storytelling. Yeah, but there were still people that were, I mean, there were still people doing really fucking stupid shit back during the golden era. Look at, like, in the 80s, people were still fucking hitting each other with fucking, you know, chairs and shit like that, which eventually became flaming chairs in the 90s, which eventually became flaming tables and flaming piles of, of, of tables and, you know, shit like that. Like, it, it always goes up. It always gets put out to the nth degree. Like, people have always done more and more stupid shit for clout, and it's going to keep doing it. Like, but that's not just wrestling either. People have been clout chasing and getting themselves fucked up, taking fucking selfies, you know? Yep. Like, I, I'm going to hang off of this ledge and take a fucking selfie. Well, yeah, you, congratulations, you just fell to your death. Like, it's not just wrestling. People always do stupid shit for fucking fame. Yep. Sometimes they run for president. It's, you know. Sometimes it's, they run for president, yeah. man. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes they become president, even. And with that, that we probably like, uh, <laughs> we just lost three of our eight fans. When we, yeah, the <laughs> oh, Smart well. Foundation got too political. Got all political all of a sudden. <laughs> They've got a uh, what is it? A, an agenda? They've got an agenda. <laughs> no, no, because Shane's because because you're black, so we're woke now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Dick. All right. Um. So and here goes the yeah. fourth. There goes the fourth one. <laughs> Congratulations for the three of you that stayed around. <laughs> if you're listening, we thank you. If you're listening, and I know you are. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's call it there, Steve. You got something you want to rant about? Um, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, um, to 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 be fair, slightly off Shane's point. I'll keep this one short and sweet. Um, is that I've always been a proponent of I would the storytelling. Um, like what you said, Curtis, about having Kevin Owens and AJ Styles reference seven times across the summer or 15 times across the summer sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest problem with modern wrestling is that there's too many pay-per-views. I mean, that's, that is, I think that's where the whole thing of weekly TV shows skewered that whole thing because like years ago when I had wrestling challenge and superstars you'd get like two superstars in a month and you had to wait a whole three months till you got a pay-per-view sort of thing and and you know, and, and, and when you get your, your, your weekly TV show, you're going to have matches that are going to happen here and there and everywhere sort of thing. And then when you get to the paper, the trouble is there's too many pay-per-views and they're too short. So you got like, oh, let's let's build this this Roman Reigns, AJ Styles feud. Oh, it's it's month one, here you go. Here's the start. They, they have a match on, on Raw. Then two weeks later, they don't. And then they have a, uh, a tag team match in there. And then there's... Then there's uh, at the pay-per-view, AJ Styles wins, and then the following pay-per-view, Roman Reigns wins, and then the following pay-per-view, AJ Styles wins, and no one ever climbs that ladder to get themselves. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's moreover, but that's a that's definitely Vince booking. Definitely, that's definitely Vince booking. So we we need to wait and see if that's how creative is still going to roll with the new regime, and I I yeah. don't think it will. I don't think no. it'll be that way. I can only hope that. Um, now that, uh, like we sort of said, Vince is out of the way, and hopefully, as you sort of said about AEW, now hopefully now try and leave that alone. Hopefully, they can now stop doing this and do this and focus on their own shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, I I was I was a WWF fan, but I loved WCW as well. 
um, back in the 90s with the, with the Monday Night War. Uh, best dance of my life sort of thing. Friday night, because obviously in the UK we didn't have it live on a Monday. So we had um, Friday night, 10 o'clock Sky Sports till midnight. Oh, sorry. 10 o'clock from, uh, from 10 p.m. till midnight was TNT, was WCW Monday Night True. And then ran downstairs to change the channel to Sky Sports. And then from midnight to 2 a.m., Monday Night Raw. And I loved both both companies. And I just want to see them just go, stop bickering with each other or stop trying to take little pot shots at each other and just fucking separate and yeah. give, us, give us decent product yep. again. Yep. You know, not that AEW hasn't been decent, but there has been a lot of, and hopefully also, also hopefully with the, not so many people debuting all every five minutes, it can all settle down. Like, yeah. especially with AEW with, with, with the big stars like Daniels and Punk and all that sort of thing. Hopefully it'll settle down and, you know, we can now. Yeah, that's right. When is WWE going to stop having all those, all those debuts, <laughs> Shane? When are they going to well, focus on stories? <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, right now both rosters are loaded. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. This could be this could be the best time in the world to be a wrestling fan. Right yeah. now, between New Japan coming back from from I mean, COVID almost decimated New Japan, and AEW and WWE both having the most ridiculously stacked rosters in the world, this could be the best time in the world to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. All right. Well, long may it continue. Yeah. Well, let's call that good. I'm going to get out of here. I got family stuff to do. Uh, Shane, where can they find you on the social medias if they want to yell at you for calling Roman Reigns the best in the world? They will acknowledge me at King underscore Uncanny on Instagram. And uh, Steven is hashtag no fucking social medias. Nah, leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) And you can find me at Eldestructo83 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the show at the smart foundation. You can email us at smart foundation one at gmail.com. Um, yeah. And if, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. So you have a good night, Steven. And then you have a good night too. Say good night, Shane. Good night, Shane. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to, Don't don't call him Butch anymore. Go back to being Pete Dunn. That's just... (laughs)